Percy, let's talk about the power of light over darkness. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. I've often given thought to this in many scenarios and situations, but then had to reflect on why the Word of God talks to, to us about so much about light and darkness. And the fact of the matter is, uh, when you really sit and think about it, it's amazing when any amount of light is presented in the presence of darkness, that the immediate reaction of darkness is that it must flee and leave mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, right. And there's no question about it. <laughs> yeah. It cannot continue to dominate that environment or that space. Light and darkness cannot occupy the same space at the same time. I think this is a worthy conversation that we can continue and discuss today. And we'll meet a man today who is determined not to let a dark place dominate his life. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Choosing Light Over Darkness. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, we're going to meet our guest here in a few moments, and uh, he will inspire us, as all our guests always do. But thanks for bringing these conversations to us. Well, what I found to be true about what we do on this platform is that when you get real stories of real people, uh, they will inspire you. They will they will breathe life into you, which yes. is what the word inspire is defined as. And that certainly was the case for this particular gentleman who helped us to understand uh, about the power of light versus darkness. Yeah. And since we're talking on this theme today, let's put the question to our listeners and ask for their response. Uh, do you want to pose the question? I surely do, my friend. And so today's question is, What assisted you from staying in a dark place through your cancer journey or through any negative experience? Mm -hmm. What assisted you from staying in a dark place through your cancer journey or any negative circumstance that you may have faced? All right. You can answer that question on our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. It's real simple. Just go to the website at the top of the page, click on Connect, And the drop-down box there will allow you to answer a question. And you can type in your response. What assisted you from staying in a dark place through your cancer journey? Now, we pose a different question each week, and we get all kinds of responses. And, Mm. Percy, you read these responses, and many times they lead to program topics here that we discuss. Have you chosen one to share with listeners this time? Yes, sir. Uh, We have a response from Ontario, Canada, to the question of, How did or does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? And the response was this, Percy, God bless you and your ministry. And again, thank you, Ontario, Canada. I appreciate that. I am so thankful for my faith. It has grown and deepened since I began this journey in April of 2018. Having been treated and still being treated three different times, I'm, I am leaning more and more on God and his faithfulness. Even when it wavers, mm-hmm. I do not understand how people can cope without faith. Praying for healing and strength to keep going and fighting this dreadful disease, keeping all of you in my prayers as well. Yeah. Of course, the wavers they're talking about is their own wavers, not God's faithfulness. That never that, changes, does it? That's correct. That is correct. <laughs> we and understand. So, first of all, Yeah. So first of all, thank you for your prayers. And we are praying for you and everyone that tunes in. 
that the healing and the help of God uh, is your portion on this day moving forward. And so we stand in agreement with you. Thank you, and we love you so much. Yeah, indeed. Well, we have a scripture verse that opens our program each week or a scripture passage, and you always choose these, and they always fit so well into the theme. So I'm anxious to learn what you've chosen this time. Well, in lieu of the conversation that we'll hold, and we've already kind of teased this out a little bit, uh, the spiritual nugget today is found in John 8 and 12, and it reads as follows. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world, Mm -hmm. and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I love the framing and the analogy of what light is from God's perspective or from Jesus's perspective, because where there is light, there is life. And so with that today, uh, bear that in mind uh, as you listen to today's conversation, and uh, and then we'll unpack that a little bit All later. All right. We'll get to that in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, and that means body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number to call is 866-712-HOPE. How appropriate, 866-712-HOPE or 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Let's meet our guest now as Percy talks with him and brings him to us on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, I'm excited again today, as always, to have with us another guest. And uh, we have with us today David Gonzalez, who is a multiple myeloma cancer patient, uh, started treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in uh, at CTCA in Phoenix back in 2018. And we're just thrilled to have him on the show today. Welcome to Health, Hope and Inspiration. David, how you doing, buddy? Very good. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for being part of a growing audience that we continue to talk about cancer, uh, the cancer continuum uh, to patients, uh, caregivers, uh, those who work in the cancer field, and to hear their story. And so today, we'd like to hear from you. And first and foremost, uh, as I always begin with every episode, I'd like to start with the day, I call it the day, when you first were told that you had cancer. What were you thinking, and how did you feel when you heard the words, uh, you have cancer. I, when I was first diagnosed with cancer, and I was told that um, something was going on. I didn't quite get what was going on until um, my doctor had told me that I have to go see a specialist. Mm. Upon seeing a specialist, I was shocked to enter a clinic that had the word cancer written on it. And as I walked in there, uh, I was in disbelief. It it couldn't possibly happen to me. Uh, As I was invited into the clinic, the doctor had told me that I have this cancer called 
smoldering myeloma. It's a beginning cancer. Mm. I didn't know what that was. And he explained to me what it was. And a couple of tests had to be done. I had to get a bi biopsy. Uh, and then it was determined that I had smoldering myeloma, which will eventually turn into multiple myeloma. Okay. And so when you heard that, and after you digested that, what was your initial thought? What was your initial feeling, sir? I I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I was stunned. I said, no, this couldn't possibly happen to me. I'm physically fit. I exercise a lot. I swim. I play racquetball. Hmm. Um, I walk long distance. It just couldn't possibly happen to me. So I didn't believe it. And I guess what kept me strong from not believing it was just that. It's not me. It's not happening. And I'm going to get over it. And so with that being said, um, I would assume then at some point you had to begin to think about and look toward uh, treatment options and, you know, and medical uh, processes. And, and one of the things that I know uh, myself being a cancer patient now going on my uh, second year um, uh, from colon cancer is that, um, you know, you need a moment to kind of digest the reality of that and come to terms with that. But then you have to begin to think about uh, a medical process. Uh, how did you engage and enter into the medical discussion and and how uncomfortable or comfortable were you with with that um, that part of your journey? Well, it, it all started with the fact that me and my wife have been together for such a long time, 41 years. Wow, congratulations. And uh, she is a very faithful woman with the Lord. And her words are really inspiring and uplifting. Uh, I was at a point where, you know what, if this is cancer, I the heck with it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I, I, it, it almost put me in a dark world. And then my wife talked some sense into me. She says, you know what, honey, the Advertising Cancer Center of America on TV, uh, why don't we give them a call? Okay. So um, she went and made the call, and then they spoke to me. That realizations hit me, and look, this is real. This is cancer. I need to be treated. And thanks to my wife, which had reached out to the Cancer Society, encourages me to follow through with it. And I have no regrets for doing that because that facility, it's outstanding. And since I love to socialize with individuals, I met certain people out there, and when I heard their story, it lifted me up. Okay. Well, what's interesting about you know your response is, and I think this is probably true for any man that has ever been married any length of time, uh, there's something about the wisdom of wives that can talk us into and or out of scenarios that that brings us to a place of balance and being grounded uh, to move forward. And I believe it's one of the reasons why the Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And so thank God Amen. for your thank God for your missed good thing in that regard. So you start your treatment. Uh, you enter into the environment of treatment at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Phoenix. And uh, you meet people, you're engaging with people, so you're socializing. Because one of the things that happens with a lot of cancer patients is uh, they tend to 
isolate themselves and put up a wall of silence. And it sounds like you did just the opposite. How helpful was it for you to be able to engage with others, uh, either in sharing your story or hearing their stories or commiserating one with another while you're walking through your journey of treatment and care? Well, since I love socializing and meeting people, because I do love meeting people, <laughs> it, it really uplifted me. I said to myself, why am I going to go into the stock world? What good is that going to do me? 15 minutes of sadness or negativeness does not help me. Yeah. Thinking positive will certainly encourages me and know that I can get through it. And I don't want to seem to sound selfish in any way, shape, or form, but I recall when I was employed with the Department of Defense, I had spoken about my cancer with an individual, and he said something that made a lot of sense. Hey, look at it this way. You might not die of cancer. You might die of something else. Mm -hmm. And when we look around in this world, there's people that don't even get the opportunity to get to that certain age. And they're dying of other diseases. Yeah. Well, that's true. And and never, that is and, true. And, and never been diagnosed with, with with an illness that can kill you. So I look at it that way, and I don't compare myself with others. But I try to search for positive attitudes okay. because it, it just makes you much stronger and, and, and much as a fighter. Okay. Having said that, was there anything unusual that may have transpired during this time since you've been diagnosed that was an aha moment, something that you may have learned that you you did not have a realization of, but because of the cancer journey experience, that there was something that that you have, you know, learned from this or gleaned from this that's worth sharing with our audience today. Yes. Um, going through this journey of cancer, I felt that uh, I was immortal, that nothing can possibly stop me. Mm. But what happened was I've experienced certain setbacks, uh, side effects from medications. I had a perforated intestines, which almost took my life. Okay. I had a compartmental syndrome that I've never heard of such medical terms. And what that is, is that since I was on blood thinners and I stopped the blood thinners or I run into something and bruise myself, it causes an inflammation of the blood to swell up within the leg. And they have to open that up and, and release the pressure. If I didn't get to the hospital on time, they would have amputated my leg so with all that being said, I said, I'm not going to let this take me down. Hmm. So since I was in the hospital, and when you're in a hospital in a bed, that's all your body recognizes. It's just the bed. It doesn't recognize any type of activities, any type of movement. You know, So I forced myself to get out of bed and to know that I'm going to beat this. I'm going to walk this out. And sure enough, when all was done, Surgery was all completed. I got out of the hospital. Me and my wife got together and we said, you know what, honey, let's go for a walk. And we were walking two miles a day, mm. nonstop. I went back to the gym to play racquetball. 
we started playing pickleball and that gave me the initiative of knowing that, hey, I can get my quality of life back. That is awesome. And, and what I hear from that is, again, a realization in the midst of the battle that you could still um, achieve and be all that you wanted to be. And you made up in your mind and in your heart to do that. And I would and I would imagine, particularly with regard to that last amen that uh, and the previous comment of your wife being a faithful person, that being uh, connected somehow to your faith and allowing your faith to be uh, connected to your experience also was a was a key that allowed you to to keep moving forward and to work through even right now as an still an actively treated cancer patient. Let's talk a little bit about the role that your faith plays while being a cancer patient and undergoing medical treatment? Well, it's not fun, but I know that you have to have a positive mind. Mm-hmm. Whatever you put in your mind will determine how you're going to live your life. Mm-hmm. And if you're not strong enough to acknowledge the fact that you have to overcome, you're not going to overcome. Okay. You have to push yourself. You can't let people sort of like uh, feed you negative things. You know, when I socialize with people, when I hear their story, I don't like comparing myself, but I say, wow, what gets them through it? Mm. If they can do it, I can definitely do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and having said that, um, as a still an actively treating patient today, how are you feeling and how are you doing? I, when I was being treated at the very beginning, they were treating me with some type of chemo. And for some, for, for some reason, uh, chemo has side effect. That didn't work out well because oh. I was scheduled to go for stem cell. Uh, and I was only one month shy from going to stem cell when my intestines perforated. But with that being said, now, presently, they, they're giving me a different type of chemo, mm-hmm. which I am tolerating, and I'm doing very good with it. Okay. And with that being said, I went and I done stem cell. Okay. And when I done the stem cell, um, that sort of like put my multiple myeloma more to a, a sleeping point. You know, I, I don't believe uh, people that have myeloma at remission. I don't believe in remission because it's it's a it's a disease that never cures. Mm. It keeps it keeps coming back. It just falls asleep. Right. And you know, they just keep giving me chemo. I'm I'm, I'm getting chemo now to put it deeper into sleep. And then once I complete chemo, uh, hopefully I'll be on a pill where it'll be maintenance and then you know we can go from there okay last question of the day my friend what keeps you hopeful and what is making you hopeful at this point as we close this conversation two things that keep me hopeful is having a strong faith in the lord knowing that he will get me through it and to know that i'm just not living for myself i'm living for my wife Mm. because she is my life she made my life. Believe me, if it wasn't for her, I would not be sitting here with you. I adore her. She's my everything. Her and God are the only two things that keep me strong. 
Today you have heard from David Gonzalez, who is a multiple myeloma uh, cancer patient, still actively treating, uh, has been treating since 2018 at Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Phoenix, Arizona. And today he declares that uh, a positive attitude and fellowship with people and having faithful people around you uh, is key for him. And so today we declare that the best is still yet to come in your life, sir. We are praying for your continued recovery and health and wellness. And we thank God for you. Continue to keep keeping on and remember the best is still yet to come in your life. Have a great day, David. Thanks. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Percy. Thank you, David. We'll talk more about this in just a moment on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. You can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Look for the Cancer Center for Alexa. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae, and we met David Gonzalez on the program here today. Uh, David, uh, boy, this this man really went through it, didn't he? He did, and and he he epitomizes in many cases, I think, you know, what happens to many people when they are you know forced into uh, a journey of cancer that 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 they're trying to work through, manage, and figure out a way to navigate, you know, hearing those terms and hearing and hearing that word. And, and then what do you do and how do you activate yourself to move forward? So I really appreciated his honesty yeah, indeed. in helping us to understand that. Yeah. Multiple myeloma. Um, this is a diagnosis that no one wants to get. Yeah. It's tough. It, you know, again, it's a, it's a tough diagnosis, obviously. And, and with that being said, uh, but he helped us to understand how he what resources he he accessed to to begin to work through that. Number one. Uh, I thought, and 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 I don't think that this is any surprise to to most people that that are listening. You know, he, he talked about how his wife basically talked some sense into him, and I think that any person, <laughs> yeah. any man that's been married over yeah. any extended period of time, can use that phraseology about a lot yeah. of different the things. Voice of God very often sounds like your wife, <laughs> I know. or or your mom. So I, I, I so I, I have those two voices often in my head, uh, and I'm like, yes, Lord, I hear you. So, <laughs> but but he talks about how you know again, the fact that he. He, he felt like he was being pulled into a dark world. Yeah. And, and you know, Wayne, let's, let's be candid here. Uh, I think that that's, that that's true for a lot of people when they're told, when they hear the word cancer. Mm-hmm. It, again, it, it, there's an opportunity to slide into a quote-unquote dark place. Sure. And, and fundamentally, uh, the reality is how does one counteract that feeling or that temptation to slide into that place? And he really unpackaged that dynamic. And I think that's the important uh, point of this discussion when he began to tell us that, you know, his wife, first of all, talked some sense into him around looking toward uh, a facility for treatment and care. And then they started that process. But what he really, I thought, uh, highlighted that was very important that he had to come to terms with making a conscious decision of not going into a dark place 
and the, and then began to utilize the light of his faith and the support that he received from his wife that he had to make a decision i'm not going to allow this to drag me into a dark world as a matter of fact he said you know i made a decision that you know everybody doesn't die from cancer and so i don't necessarily have to die from this that's a conscious decision and you know we've talked about this uh in other ways on other shows around uh, an attitude adjustment making yes. a mental adjustment how you approach that that dynamic Yes. Uh, David was so honest. You know, he uh, he had the setbacks. Uh, he said he almost died yeah. from this. And of course, we understand why that would take you to a dark place. But mm-hmm. we also understand that we have hope. We always have hope. We always have light that God provides. Yeah, we do. And and so, you know, it's, it's interesting to me when I sat and thought through this conversation, you know, the darker the night, the more profound when any element uh, of light shows up that, you know, that light becomes so powerful in the darkest of a moment. I remember traveling to a certain part of the country. It was in uh, Sheridan, Wyoming, and that was the first time this city boy had ever been in that neck of the woods. (laughs) Not a cowboy, uh, huh? (laughs) Yeah, oh, man, absolutely. And uh, I had the opportunity to uh, actually preach and teach uh, on a ranch. So I had I had a cowboy hat, boots, uh, you know, the horse, the whole nine yards. And of course, that was something that I did on a regular basis on the south side of Chicago. And so, uh, but at, in, at night, I was struck at just how profoundly dark it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they call it big sky country uh-huh. there. And then you turn around and you look upward and you and it looks like the stars you can just wrap your arms around and just grab them and pull them down that that gave you this beam of light in the midst of this vast darkness and and in painting that picture that's exactly what i believe david did with regard to his faith in god mm-hmm. uh he made a conscious decision that he was not going to allow himself to be drugged into a dark place and then made a conscious decision to say uh, I don't necessarily have to die from cancer and begin to start taking action steps moving in that direction. But what's interesting, as an example, is that when he said he walked through the clinic for the first time and he saw the word cancer yeah. right over the door, it was like this big sign that just kind of was blaring and how that arrested his attention. That's the reality of of what happens when, when you're confronted with cancer and then you've got to make some decisions and hopefully access some resources that'll allow you to transition into some positive direction. Yeah, well, we learned a lot about darkness and light from David's testimony. And we also learned, I, I was impressed when he said that he learned that he wasn't living just for himself. Mm. Yeah, he chose to live for his wife as well. And for all of us, we there has to be another reason. It's, it's outside of us. There's a purpose to our life that's outside of us. Well, when we when we really dissect, you know, the Holy Scriptures and particularly the New Testament, it is replete with principles that are buried in those verses that really helps us to understand that, you know, when it's all said and done, it's not really about you. It's really about something else. There has to be something else that governs and dictates, you know, the motivation and the movement of who you are as a person. Yeah. Uh, we are, uh, you know, uh, kingdom citizens. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. And therefore, there is a kingdom mandate that has been given to us that basically instructs us that at the end of the day, 
when you serve others, when you when you benefit others, when you reach out and give back, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. God loves a cheerful giver, not a cheerful getter. <laughs> it helps to recalibrate, you know, because we live in a very selfish, self-centered environment and culture. Uh, that the kingdom of God is not governed by that same set of rules or instructions. We are here to serve God and to serve others. And he talked about, you know, I had my wife to live for and I had God to live for. Mm -hmm. And it changed again the priority of his focus that I think also energized and empowered and enabled him to, again, push back against the negative processitudes of the challenge of being a cancer patient. Well, David, if you're listening, thank you for taking time to talk with Percy, and thank you for what you taught us today through your own journey of turning to the light. We appreciate it very much. We have a resource called God is on Your Side, which is really appropriate for this conversation (laughs) here today. It's free. There's no obligation. You can download it right now. Percy, you want to say a word, and I'll tell people how they can get it? At the end of the day, the document is just replete with scriptures and principles to continue to remind us. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, not by having heard. Uh, So we have to remind ourselves and be reminded, if you will, by the principles of God that he's on our side. God is working with us. Uh, He is working for us. He is in us. He is around us. uh, And he is upon us. And so uh, as we continue to remind ourselves this, this document is just replete with information that will continually uh, reinforce the idea uh, that God is working with us and for us, and we are not alone. We're not in this by ourselves. And quite frankly, we're not being asked to do the heavy lifting. (laughs) We're we're asked to be willing to be part of a partnership that the the fellowship of the Spirit of God is here. He says, take my yoke upon me, uh, that my, my burden is light. Uh, and so with that being said, we cast our cares upon he mm-hmm. who cares for us, and that helps us to be reminded that God is on our yeah. side, and that document will help reinforce that. Get it, download it, share it, and give it to someone today and bless their lives. Freely have you received, and therefore freely should you give to someone else. You can get it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Hey, why don't you share that uh, passage from John again, and then I have one more thing I want to talk with you about. Well, with that, John uh, 8 and 12, our spiritual nugget, uh, talking about darkness and light, of course. When Jesus spoke, who was doing the speaking? Jesus himself said this again to the people, I am, hallelujah, the light of the world. We know that there's darkness in the world and we can be surrounded by darkness. But he says he is the light of the world, that whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, praise God, but will have the light of life. The light of Christ is the light of life. And what we are all uh, yearning for and trying to maintain is the life and the hope of God. And what we are told here that the life of God comes from the light of Christ that can live in us and that can carry us through any set of dark circumstances. Outstanding. You know, we're over a year into the uh, COVID era, I guess we could call it, and it's changed Mm. life so much. I'm just curious, what's going on with the Our Journey of Hope project that you've authored? It's a great question. I'm glad you asked, Wayne. We we made an adjustment, just like the rest of the world did, of how do you continue to make contact and engage uh, one with another, family, friends, and, and as a ministry, which is what Our Journey of Hope is, Uh, How do we continue to connect with uh, the core audience of people, which is faith-based communities and churches, to continue to bless them with free resources Mm -hmm. 
that will enable them to go and start cancer care ministries and so we went virtual uh, like everyone else and all of our trainings uh, have been conducted over the last year via zoom uh, we initially canceled some in-person uh, trainings uh, like many people because we were just, you know, we were caught off guard and we were not prepared and then we regrouped. And so we we facilitate now all of those trainings via Zoom online. They're still absolutely free of charge and people are still being blessed uh, to attend and receive that information. So we want to encourage everyone to be reminded that our journey of hope has not gone anywhere. We have simply gone virtual. And so we expect to actually see more of you. And uh, so thank you. you're, go you're to, probably going to reach more people with this approach. That is correct. And so uh, as usual, go to the Our Journey of Hope uh, website, ourjourneyofhope.com. Still register online. And then you can sign up for the uh, multiple uh uh, sessions that have been scheduled throughout the year. And we will continue to do that until the Lord says differently mm -hmm. to continue to provide knowledge and information to his church and to the faith community on how to be equipped uh, to support practically cancer patients and their caregivers. Ourjourneyofhope.com. All right. Thanks for the update. We're excited about that. Yes. And thank you for your time and uh, invested in this podcast that teaches us so much, Percy. God bless you. We'll talk next time. And until the next time, be encouraged and keep the faith. And remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.